What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Best of the Week. I'm Ryan Satin, and what a week in pro wrestling it has been. It feels like this week lasted a month with how much stuff was happening every single day, but we're not talking about that. We're here to talk about a few other things. We're here to talk about Raw, we're here to talk about SmackDown, and we're here to talk about Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, because like always, this is a best of, and I'm giving you a little taste of everything that's been in the podcast feed throughout the past seven days, starting with this week's Raw Roundup. So here's my favorite part of this week's Raw Roundup. Before we break the show down segment by segment, and a lot happened, a lot we gotta discuss But I got something important that I need to mention here at the top. If you're listening to this show and you're wondering, Ryan, it's Monday night or Tuesday morning. Where the hell is out of character? Where's your interview this week? I got a little bit of an update for you. Going forward, the superstar interviews that are on out of character are going to air on Wednesday in the feed now. Same goes for the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's when Out of Character is going to drop every week now. It just made no sense to have two podcasts on Monday. I'm asking you guys to listen to me every week throughout the week, and I can I didn't want to bombard you on Mondays anymore. So now the new schedule is you're going to get this show. You're going to get the Raw Roundup Monday night every week. Then on Wednesday... Out of character with Ryan Satin and a WWE superstar interview that's almost 45 minutes in length. I try my best to make them all 45 minutes, but sometimes schedules do not allow it, but I do my best to get you there. Out of character, Wednesdays going forward. No longer on Wednesdays. Out of character with Ryan Satin is now on Wednesdays. Then Friday, you're going to get the SmackDown Roundup, just like the Raw Roundup. And on Sundays, the best of the week. For everyone who doesn't have a chance to consume all of that. I got you in mind too. And don't worry. I know there's a lot of content to consume. So I try my best to put all the best stuff in the best of the week. So if you're missing out, you can go check that out instead. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was a lot to get out right away. And there's so much more to get to. Because let's get into Monday Night Raw. Which began with Edge coming out. And clips being shown of Dominic turning on Rey Mysterio during Clash at the Castle over the weekend. This was one of those things uh, that I that I did that I I didn't see live, but I saw Twitter freaking out about it, and I immediately pulled up my phone and rewound because I literally had it playing just in my pocket the whole time, um, uh, or I was like looking at Twitter or whatever. I was going back and forth, and I saw everyone freaking out about that, so I went back and watched it. Loved the Dominic Mysterio turn. Um, I had talked about how it was a possibility, but I had almost talked myself out of it happening, but it did happen, and I really liked the follow-up on Raw this week. Uh, We had Edge talking about his history of being tight with Ray, how he calmed Dominic down before his first match, and didn't think young Dom would take an accidental spear so seriously. He then calls Dom out, but instead, the rated R superstar gets... Rey Mysterio making an entrance. Uh, Rey tells him that he's asking his son for an apology, and he asks Edge, just give him some time. But Edge says, look it, man, I love you, Rey, but Dom is old enough to drive. He's old enough to drink, and he's old enough to stand for his actions. So Edge calls Dom out again, but 
No. We get Rhea Ripley, who says that Edge needs to calm down. Because at Clash, they both got what was coming to them. They thought they could replace Dom like he didn't matter. But he's not Ray's little baby anymore. I saw the potential in him. And I made him into a man. Great line from Rhea Ripley. This prompts Dom to finally make his entrance. Comes out in all black with his hair slicked back to stand by her side. I tweeted this, but I was getting real, uh, real, real similar vibes to China and Eddie Guerrero. Now, obviously, they're not playing it up for comedic purposes right now, but just the image of the two standing side by side fully gave me the same vibes uh, when I was just looking at it as a viewer. You got this strong, um, this just a strong force of a woman. And you got the Latino heat by her side. Uh, Ray tells his son to snap out of it. And that he still has time to make things right. Uh, Rhea and Dom ignore him, though. And they walk to the ring. Uh, this prompts Ray to get out of the ring. And he gets in his son's face, trying to stop him. But Dom won't even look at him. Then the crowd starts chanting, Eddie's son. And Ray walks to the back. Sadly, oh poor Rey Mysterio. I, <laughs> I, uh, I loved this so far. Uh, the the not looking at Rey, the, the the crowd chanting Eddie's son, the dejected look that Rey Mysterio had on his face as he walks to the back. Sadly, perfectly playing up the fact that his son has turned on him. His evil son has now turned on him. He succumbed to succumbed. To the dark side, succumbed. I don't think that's the right terminology. Succumbed to the dark side. Uh, now, uh, once he's back there, Edge tells Dom to get in the ring. But Balor and Priest do it instead. They're hitting him. They're attacking him. Dom jumps in, chop blocks Edge. He goes down. Ray then rushes back to the ring to help out his friend. Uh, Dom comes back out. Him and Rhea, they get back out of the ring. They're, they're, you know, Ray's getting in their face, um, but Dom pushes his dad into Rhea, and she attacks him from behind. Judgment Day then continue their attack on Edge and smash his arm in a chair together. Man, I gotta say, I think this is great. You know, um, <clears throat> when it comes to Dominic turning, I was wondering if he was gonna join the Judgment Day or if him uh, doing that, you know, in a way that didn't help them win more so meant that he was just turning on Rey Mysterio, but we got uh, the firm, firm answer to that in this week's episode because Judgment Day is all over this, and I gotta say, man, like, I'm really liking what they're doing with the Judgment Day. I think it's working better with these three than it was working when Edge was at the helm of this faction. I think that the fact that there's no leader and they're all on the same page and they're just kind of running amok, um, clearly just trying to create havoc has been really entertaining and 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 furthermore like which we'll get to later they're they're getting you know match time with 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 good wrestlers still getting getting um featured as as one of the main players of the show and honestly like since triple h took over judgment day and damage control have been getting a lot of screen time to build these factions up as something to be taken seriously and i think that balor as a heel, is working perfectly. Uh, he's clearly enjoying what he's doing with this group. Rhea Ripley is such a boss. She's talking 
crap to Edge. She's talking crap to Rey Mysterio. She's taking no crap from anyone. She's beating Rey Mysterio up still. Um, and she has taken his son from him. Now she calls him Poppy. Great, great all around. Uh, I, I just think that this is really helping the Judgment Day. You know, Edge said when he you know, when he came back, he really wanted to help the, the younger generation. And rather than forming a faction of, of them around him, it's fully working with them feuding with him instead. Um, this is a long-term story that, that, in my opinion, has been working in everyone's favor so far since Triple H took over. And um, I'm really enjoying it. All right, next, we had a double episode of Out of Character, ladies and gentlemen. Two huge guests, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. So here's a little bit of both conversations. You've been on the show before. This is your second time on. You were my second guest. Technically, though, you were the first guest that I interviewed for this show. That's true. Yeah, yeah. They, they did. Why didn't you switch it for some reason, right? The bosses. I don't know, man. They made the call. I don't know. Yeah, who was first? Who aired Edged. first? Oh, I think it was because he was going to be in the main event, and so yeah, they, yeah, were, yeah, they yeah, switched yeah, it. Yeah. But technically, you were the first one, and I start off every interview the same, so I have to switch the question a little bit. I'm going to ask you a different kind of spin on it. What words would you use to describe your on-screen persona? <laughs> uh, narcissistic, <laughs> egotistical, um, well, entertaining. <laughs> Uh, there's three of them. No, those are three. That, I think those are the three words I would go to to describe your current persona as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. I'm sure people describe him in many other ways, but that's how I see him. So, well, I, you know, as a fan, to me, just on the outside looking in, you know, you've played a bunch of kind of like versions of your character over the years. But to me, just as a fan looking in, it looks like this is the most fun you're having as a, oh, as yeah. a performer. Yeah, it's a blast because you know, there's no, there's no nothing there's no limits right the character can do anything and like if you kind of look at the evolution of my character over the last decade it's really it, it's there's always some sort of impetus for change or why it's gone in a certain direction you know from the shield to uh the money in the bank character to the architect kind of stuff to you know the beast slayer king slayer type character and then to the messiah and then to the visionary there's always been sort of like it, it's it's one fluid character arc uh and and but this one wherever we're at now there's just so much freedom i feel like i can do anything you know i feel like i can go any direction i can work with any type of character i can do any type of story if you need something serious you know with edge but you can also do something silly with ezekiel god rest his soul um <laughs> where the, you know i get ketchup on my suit or you know what i mean like it can do anything and produce uh, what i think is entertainment and so um, I just try to make the best of those situations, and, and I am having a lot of fun doing it. When did this current version of the character start to click for you? Because I feel like there was like there was the, the Cesaro feud to the Edge feud, and it was somewhere in the middle of there when you kind of your character seemed to kind of lose it a little bit. Yeah, um, I was still trying to kind of gather what the character was going to be coming out of my like return from. Um, so I got punted in the face at Survivor Series, left the Messiah character behind, came back with this visionary character, but wasn't really certain of what it was going to look like. Um, got into the story with Cesaro, and I kind of still was piecing it together. You know, I had some ideas of what I thought it could be, um, but it didn't really take hold until the Edge story. But the, the Edge story was so deep that I had all these different emotions to play off of. My point is the Cesaro story had so many, 
so much. There was so many legs and different directions we could have taken it. And I think one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't press hard enough to do that. I, I feel like we, we, that's an untapped story that we, if we ever cross paths again, there's such a great story there that we can get to. And it went one way and it was fine and fun, produced again at WrestleMania Banger. But um, I think we had a lot more that we could have done there. Um, and then, yeah, then the Edge story just sort of brought out the best. I mean, I, I think Edge and I are so very similar um, on screen and backstage. We just have very similar mindsets. And I think because I was working with him, someone who was very trusted, I was allowed to, you know, and my character had already, you know, kind of planted some seeds in the ground. I was allowed to be a little bit more off the rails. And, uh, and then it just blossomed from there you know yeah when i was going back and i was looking at clips because i was like when did the like the laugh and the entrance really start to stick and i went and i was like i went and watched wrestlemania and it was still more tame so th that and, makes sense yeah it was still like kind of pulled back and um scaled down and i you know again we hadn't um drifted into full capacity crowds at that point yet it was still you know we did the wrestlemania which was half capacity in tampa but then we went right back to the thunderdome until i think like june or something yep. like that july maybe money in the bank and then then we are full on so you know you can't really know what's working like you, you you're you know the internet is your only litmus test and god bless you guys out there twitter's not great for that so <laughs> it's much better when you get out in front of a live crowd you get to do these things in different markets and you get to see what's working in you know uh, poughkeepsie new york and montgomery alabama it's two different type setups so um once we got that, I really started to get the ball rolling a lot more. So you mentioned the Edge feud, and it was super cool from a fan's perspective just to watch that because I think that for a lot of people, that was a dream match for a long time that we didn't think we'd yeah. see. And I'm sure for you it was a dream match as well because you even said the similarities between the two of you yeah, on camera. Yeah. So how cool was it for you now in retrospect to finally get that? Uh, it was better than I expected, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, when we did the segment eight years ago, whatever it was now, uh, where I had put his head on the briefcase and then threatened to end his life. Um, as one does. Yeah, as one does. Um, <laughs> I never really expected it to turn into, into anything. I never, because, you know, there was never a possibility that he was going to come back. I don't think the thought was ever in his head either. Um, and so I know being on the short list for him when he did come back of people that he wanted to work with, that was always a privilege for me. And I think we both had these ideas of what the story could be like or what it could turn into. But uh, I think working together, especially what kind of moments we were able to produce with the matches as well as the story, I think it exceeded both of our expectations. I had a whole lot of fun um, kind of doing that trilogy. Uh, and I, and I, I, I suspect that, that we may cross paths again at some point before he hangs him up for good. I don't know what his timeline is as far as retirement and stuff like that, but... I feel like anytime you see us on camera together again, whenever it does happen, if it happens, it's like it writes itself. You know, it's it's there. So um, it, well, you went to the man's home. So I, I mean, did, when, when, I did. When you go to the man's home, it, it becomes a blood feud. At that I, point. I ate a lot of his apples and drank, <laughs> drank a lot of his orange juice. <laughs> well, let's start off with the elephant in the room here. Obviously, how's your how's this? How's everything going on here? You know, I feel like I could be part Wolverine because I think it's recovering pretty quickly. Like, considering how much pain I was in on Saturday at SummerSlam, the, I, I feel good. I feel I feel like I could punch somebody in, in the face right now. You could With couldn't. this arm. I don't think you With could. With this arm. You could With this not. Arm. Don't test me. 
<laughs> I'm gonna be the one to get it, just so you can test yourself. The man has come back around, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I feel though like uh, you all, I, I feel like you are someone who likes to push yourself though, because I remember even with the birth, you said like, you were right back in the gym, you're hurt, you're still in the gym. I feel like you don't like to take any time off for that kind of stuff. No, I'm not good. I'm not good with time off. My mm. mind is just, it's a wildfire, man. It just needs to, just needs to go and needs to spread. Well, at least you have a kid though. You can focus on that at times now. I do, I do. Freaking angel. <laughs> so this happened early in the match, right? Yeah, yeah. I think like the first two minutes oh. or, or the first three minutes or something. Yeah, oh. yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I dislocated it. Maybe it'll click back into place. And then by the end of the match, I was like, ah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to be out for a little while. <sighs> Man, I feel like that's got to be... I can't imagine what that's like for you as a performer, knowing how much you have left of the match and knowing there's a big angle to come after the match. And you're just sort of thinking, well, yeah, but my shoulder hurts a lot right now. Yeah, I think so. I think one adrenaline carries you through. And then the fact that you've got what, like over 40,000 people there watching you. Um, you have millions of people watching at home. You love this and you, 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 you want to perform to the best of your ability. So you're like, eh, well, can't be any worse, so let me just go through it. And uh, the, the hardest part was knowing that I'm going to miss the first pay-per-view in, in, in the UK in however long. And so, and so that, was, that was the realization that, ah, frick. Well, I mean, but, it happens. You know, things, a... things happen and, and you can't do anything about them. You can just respond. It's the way they happen. Yep, yep. Well, were you happy though to see that Dakota Kai was back afterwards? I know you guys got a brawl, even a brawl. It must be cool for you to see that she's back. Another someone coming back that people are fans of. Yeah, great. Then she freaking slammed my arm into a chair. Yeah, welcome back, Dakota Kai. I'm so happy for you. Your hair looks great. <laughs> your hair looks cool. It were, actually does. Yeah, were yeah. you nervous to to change your hair up? Um. Well, I didn't do it on purpose. Bianca caught my hair. No, um... We're out of character here. It's yeah, okay. Okay, all right. Yeah, we are out of character, <laughs> aren't we? Um, yeah, so, so, so look, like sometimes, sometimes you just are like, well, what's going to be the most interesting thing? And so I thought that, well, everybody's going to think I'm going to try and cut her hair. So what if she cut my hair? The biggest sell was to Vince because... I think he loved my hair. And so I was like, but she just cuts a little bit, you know, she just cuts a little bit, but you can't just cut a little bit. It has to be completely different. But, uh, but then she cut my hair and she actually gave me layers, which was, uh, I was hoping she'd make it look a little crazier so that I could look a little crazier. So then I made it look a little crazier myself. <laughs> it looks cool. She, she, like she is the ESC. She's the greatest at everything. And apparently the greatest at cutting hair, even though she'd <laughs> never done it before. So. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about working with Bianca? Yeah, she's she's so she's just so good, <laughs> right? She's she's so good. She can do anything. She hasn't been doing it this long. She she listens so well. She adapts so well, and she's so likable. When you're in the role of being a bad guy, when you've been a good guy for so long, and people are, have been endeared to you, and they don't necessarily want you to be a bad guy, well, you're against Bianca, who's so freaking cool and so good. Um, and so unbelievably likable because she's she's a great she's a great person and uh, and so and so when you're against somebody like that which the audience can see that 
yeah, this this person rocks. It makes your job easier and it makes work so so fun. Story so fun. like storyline wise, were you happy that you got to go full circle with Bianca? Yes. Oh, um, because that was a fight, right? Like, because right, we're gonna take it off for um, twenty six seconds. That's the only way people are gonna boo Becky, right? Like, if 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 we squash her, make it feel like like she's really really gotten the the bad end of the stick, which she did. But then, of course, it being WWE and the creative always changing, they're wanting to run it back all the time, all the time. So it was like, well, no, uh, no, no, let's not do it at day one. Let's, how about we do live at day one? That would be awesome. That we, She's got a lot of momentum. She's very good. We got, a, we, got, we got something here. Let's run with that. And then, okay, but let's do it at Royal Rumble. Well, maybe, how about, how about we do do because she's also awesome. We got to, we got to get her running. We got to. She's awesome. Um, and then, oh well, let's do it a crown jewel. Well, you know, I've always wanted to work, <laughs> and so and so that we could get back to it at WrestleMania, and 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 do it in the best way possible. And you know, we were hoping that that would be the big blow off, and that's the end of the end of the story. But circumstances happened, and and we had to keep it going, um, which. I'm really happy we did because um, because I do think it was a beautiful end to the story. You know, it began with a handshake at SummerSlam. It ended with a handshake at SummerSlam. Um, it was a year of being me being an asshole and uh, and and coming back coming back around to 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 being the man. And so um, I I feel like it was. We don't often do long term storytelling like that and. And often when we do, it's by accident. <laughs> um, and so, um, and and so, but but we had it in our minds that we wanted to to push forward, especially for that WrestleMania moment. And then everything that uh, that happened afterwards um, wasn't ideal, but actually ended up being ideal. And so, I'm real proud of that year. I'm real freaking proud of that year. All right, and lastly, don't worry if you didn't listen to the SmackDown Roundup. Here's what you missed. Here is a portion of the best part of that show. Let's get to SmackDown, which started off with uh, with violence. We got Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes, and I really liked how they built up to Sheamus and Gunther facing off again after their epic match at Clash at the Castle. The, the crowd was just dying to see these two wrestle again, even chanting, we want Sheamus when, when Gunther, uh, Gunther was in the ring. Um, I think that because they had such uh, an awesome match against each other, this has now be kind of become uh, the, the this like uh, King Kong Godzilla uh, vibe between them, where I think that people really just want to see these two behemoths clash. I think we saw what they did at Clash at the Castle. We saw how intense that match was, and we want more of it. <laughs> we we're wrestling fans. We're bloodthirsty. We want to see pain. We want to see violence and that's what Seamus and Gunther bring to the table uh, at one point uh, Seamus was all hyped up and he pounded the hell out of Ludwig's chest like 20 times then hit the white noise uh, on Kaiser on top of Giovanni Vinci um, I just I really like this I this match I mean I it's kind of hard to not like this match there's there's six guys in there who are just violent dudes very physical competitors and they were all bringing it uh, finally the crowd got Sheamus and Gunther coming to blows and a brawl broke out 
between both teams, which eventually allowed Imperium to hit the Imperium bomb on uh, Ridge to pick up the win. Also worth noting, uh, Imperium has seems to have a remix of their of the uh, the Gunther theme when they're out because it does have the old classic, uh, the old classic symphony. What is it? Symphony in um, Symphony Number no. Nine in E Minor. Uh, it had that at the beginning, and then it cut into the new Imperium theme. Uh, maybe that's what they'll just do for Imperium as a group to kind of differentiate each person's theme and only Gunther has the other one but really honestly just just give us just give us the old theme back there's I, unless like unless Gunther is like man this new theme rips we need to keep it or so, someone says someone involved like Triple H or Gunther or someone really wants this new theme otherwise it's in the public domain, the the symphony number no. nine in E minor. It's in the public domain. Just 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 change it back. No one's gonna remember the difference. Everyone's gonna think that it was just a smart decision, and we'll never remember that other song. And we'll love getting that symphony, getting that symphony when when uh when Imperium comes out. We I, we don't get to listen to classic music very often. Classical music. <laughs> Um, I'm not often listening to an or- orchestra, so um, I like it. I saw one person tweeted me saying that they thought that it was a was a former, you know, a former WWE music maker who made it, and that's why they changed it. And I was like, oh my god, this is why we need to have it. Give give some culture to the wrestling fans, and let us keep let let Imperium get their old theme back in full. Just my personal opinion. All right, that's it. I'm done officially tapping out for now if you got some time though go back in the feed and listen to those shows i think you'll enjoy the ron smackdown recaps the roundups and i guarantee i guarantee that you will enjoy my conversations with seth rollins and becky lynch with seth rollins we're talking about so much with becky lynch it's a shorter conversation than my usual ones on the show but there's really Good stuff in there. So if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to those interviews, I'll let you pass on the Raw and SmackDown roundups. Not really. You should listen to those too. But go listen to Out of Character with Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. You won't regret it. All right. I'm done here. Like I said, tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been the best of. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now. 